Hello and welcome to The Book by Book, a podcast about the odd book or two we've read. I'm your host Scott and I'm not alone, Toby's here too. This episode we're talking about Zombie Pen Pal, a choose your own adventure by Ken McMultry. Give me pretty spoiler heavy, but if that's okay with you, fill up a bowl of brains and I'll see you on the other side. It's that time again. We're going for another choose your own adventure. Before we do, quickly, have you ever had a pen pal before? I have had a pen pal, indeed, yes. Uh, but when I was very, very young, and it was like a part of a package thing that I signed up for, and they would assign me this pen pal, and we were given this whole sort of like information of how to converse with people from different languages, not being able to speak the same a language and stuff like that so we we're given like a our own code our own language like hieroglyphs mm. and that sort of thing so i spent a good few it felt like days probably at that age <laughs> writing this letter to a pen pal in a different language using this hieroglyphic style approach and sent off my letter and i awaited a reply and i'm still awaiting that reply for <laughs> Not the most fortuitous session. You didn't create yeah. a friend for life. I was, it was a bit disappointing. I'm not going to lie. So if you're listening, pen pal, hieroglyph mm. buddy, get on it. Mm. Still waiting. Let me know how it's been going for the last 30 years. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to catch up on. Yeah. Well, I'm glad he didn't yeah. turn out to be a zombie, Toby, because we're diving into oh. Choose Your Own Adventure and number 34, Zombie Pen Pal. Oof. You got, oh, that's a cracker. You got 16, 16 opportunities to end it. 16 endings. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. Uh, Let's do this. Well, in lieu of you never receiving a letter, this, this book starts off with like four letters. So sit tight. I'll try and sort Ooh. of not skim it, but do it with speed and zest. There's a yes. Well, it's going to be more effective than my original pen pal. April 2005. Dear pen pal, how are you? I am fine. My baptism name is... Samosa Rose Desjardins, but my friends call me Sam. I live with my grandma, Akoha Mawa. We live in New Orleans, Louisiana, and I am in second grade at Evergreen School. Our class project is to learn about different states. I picked Maine. I got your name and address from the Penpal Club. I want to learn about you and about the state of Maine. Is there a hill in Pointy Hill where you are? Please write back and tell me if you'll be my Penpal. Your new friend, Sam Desjardins. Like May 2005, dear pen pal, thank you for writing me. I like learning about the giant crawdads, crawdads you call lobsters. Also, your famous bean store. The picture of the lobster was kind of scary. Are they red like that? When you catch them, how do you eat them? You asked about me. I live with Mawa in a small, small blue house. It is near the French Quarter in our city. We like to take walks down by the Mississippi on the River Walk. Music is very popular here and famous. Sometimes we get into big rainstorms, but not snow. I'm sending along some alligator jerky for you to try. Right soon, your friend Sam. Right, we've alligator made... jerky. Yeah, we're missing some correspondence Gosh. there, but it's for the best. Mm. July the 5th, July 2005. Dear Pen Pal. Jeez, that's really impersonal, huh? We were like dear months in, this sort of Dear Pen Pal. You asked me about New Orleans. It's fun living there. It's fun living here. There's a streetcar near our house. Ma- Mama drinks coffee and eats fried dough for breakfast. The fried dough is called Bignette. I've never heard of that one. Yes. Is that yeah. what a donut is? Yeah, basically. Oh. 
Like dusty, they're like dusted donuts. Oh, nice. You say beignet. Oh, I see. Every year there is a big parade called the Mardi Gras. Here, people go a little crazy. The music is nice and loud. Mama won't let me go into some stores here. They sell things like black candles and herbs and potions. She calls them voodoo shops and says I must not visit them. One of the stores is called Seven Wonders Shop of Voodoo. It's owned by our neighbour, Wanda Samadhi. Wanda seems like a nice man, but he has a friend called Mary who never smiles. She is a teacher at Evergreen. Hope your summer is well. It's hot and steamy here. Write soon, your friend Sam. P.S. Here's a picture of myself so you know what I look like. Please send me a picture of you. There's a little picture, Tobes. That, that's me. That's you, <laughs> your, your classic team. The likeness is quite similar. Mm, you do have an effeminate Chiseled. nose, I've always thought. Effeminate nose. I was going to go for a chiselled, handsome... We're getting somewhere now. (laughs) (laughs) August 2005, dear pen pal, there's a big storm coming and I'm very scared. The storm is named (gasps) Katrina. It is a hurricane level five and it is raining hard already. The wind is blowing at 60 miles an hour and the worst part of Katrina is that it's coming tomorrow. The mayor went on TV and said that New Orleans will be flooded. We are all supposed to leave the city and go to a higher ground. But Mama says no. She says she isn't about to give up everything and walk away. Instead, we're going over to see Wanda Samadhi's house. Remember him? He has that strange shop. They say Wanda Samadhi is a baker. Baker? Oh, is a bokor. They say Wanda Samadhi is a bokor. Bokor is a word for voodoo priest. Mawa says he can cast a spell to protect us. I think we should just leave. I am so frightened. I have to go. Mary, the woman who never smiles, is here to take us to the voodoo ceremony. Please pray for us. Signed, your friend, Sam. Oh, gosh. All right. Are you ready, Toby? Harrowing backdrop, isn't it? Mm. I am. You are hanging out with your two best friends, Elton and Mina, at your house in Pointy Hill, Maine. It is autumn term break. Oh, I see. So we're not actually that character. That was the character uh, that was to us. Uh, twist. Mm-hmm. It is Shit. autumn term break at Dragonfly School, where you are all in seventh grade. The three of you get together every Friday night to watch horror films, but because of vacation, you've moved up monster movie night to monster movie afternoon. On TV, a woman in a vampire costume is introducing a film called Return of the Bride of Frankenstein. Is something bugging you? Mina suddenly blurts out, scooping another handful of buttered popcorn from the bowl between you on the couch. You seem quiet. Well, sort of, you reply. You know that new girl, the one named Rose? Turn to page two. You mean the one who looks and acts like a zombie? Elton asks. What do you mean, Elton? Mina laughs. Rose is not a zombie. Crikey. Wanna bet? Elton answers. Her eyes are dark pools of black. She walks around in a trance most of the time, and her skin is really pale. I tell you, she's a zombie. Elton might have a point, but that's not what is bothering you. Rose reminds me of someone I just don't know who. Someone you know? Mina asks. Or some zombie you know? Elton suggests. Mina jabs (laughs) Elton with her elbow. Sam, you suddenly say. The name is out of your mouth before before the thought has even formed in your head. That's it. She reminds me of Sam. Sam Desjardins, my old pen pal from New Orleans in second grade. The one who died oh, in we've... Katrina. Ooh, dun, dun, dun. We've, yeah, we've jumped. We've had a time jump here. I'm not going to lie. I can see where this is going. Mm-hmm. The, the, the kid who was going over to see the Zudu priest who died the same era. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the one who died in Katrina, Elton says helpfully. I don't know. That's, that's, can I just say that's quite sad. 
Mm. Our pen pal has died in Katrina. That's that's Mm. quite horrible. Alas, wait, Toby, you've jumped the gun. I don't know that she died, he replied. I just never heard from her again. I tried (gasps) writing a bunch of times, but every letter came back marked address unknown. The wind outside suddenly gusts and some leaves snap at the window. Elton points outside. Speak of the devil. If you want to ask Rose the zombie if she's really Sam de Jardine, now's your chance. There she goes. Oh, okay, I see what's going on Yeah. You and Mina stand to look. The new girl named Rose passes by Elton's house on a bike. You watch as she rides straight into the cemetery next door. What is she doing in the cemetery in this weather, Mina asks. I don't know, but I'm going to follow her and find out, you reply. You head out the front door and your friend follows. I'm not sure this is a good idea, Elton says. Shut up, Elton, Mina shouts over the wind. You pass through the old iron gates to the cemetery. It's getting dark and the storm they have been predicting is about to hit. Dark clouds roll across the sky. Drops of rain begin to spatter when you come to a fork in the main path. It's hard to see any bike tracks. Then you hear a scraping sound off to the right. Toby, I'm not (laughs) sure if I'm going to consider your options in the past that you've taken the best ones. (laughs) Sometimes you lead us down the quiet road. (laughs) Yes, the safety path. That's the beauty of the choose your own adventures. We do get to choose. If you follow the scraping sound, turn to page seven. If you stay on the main path and go straight ahead, turn to page 35. And the, the, so the path was originally to the cemetery. Yeah. So straight to the cemetery, or like a like a dog follow the distracted sound. by a distraction. Oh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go the wrong routes this time. Oh. I'm going to take the path straight ahead. We're going to the cemetery. Yes. All right. Turn, turn to page thirty-five. The end. <laughs> You stay on the main path, but lose sight of Rose. The rain is falling hard, washing out her bike tracks. What do you think she's doing here? Mina says. Maybe she heard the same noise we did and decided to investigate. I thought we took the other path. Let me backtrack. Yeah, no, that mm, continuity error there? I don't know. Mm. I thought we didn't investigate the sounds. We didn't. Elton wisecracks. Up ahead, you see a bike leaning against a gravestone. That must be her bike, Mina whispers. She can't be too far. There's a blinding flash of light followed by a loud crack. The figure of Rosie Lafanti is suddenly silhouetted against the angry storm sky. She looks like she's praying in front of a gravestone. Then it goes dark. There she is, Mina says. I saw her too. Let's go, you agree. The nervous-looking Elton tags along. You all three stumble through the rough grass past several rows of gravestones, heading in Rosie's direction. I think she was in this row, Mina says. In fact, I'm positive. You have to agree with Mina. She was in front of that one. The one with the cross, you cry. But she's gone. You hurry over to the gravestone where Rose was standing and stop dead. Mina joins you and gasps. Does that say what I think it says? Elton asks weakly. The tombstone has no date, but just a single name. Desjardins. <gasps> so Rose is Sam, you cry. Samosa Desjardins, my old pen pal. It's starting to look more likely, I've got to admit, Elton agrees. Mina scans the horizon, but where did she go? I'll give her one thing, Elton says. She's got guts to be here alone in this kind of weather. And at this time of night, 
Suddenly you hear the mysterious scraping sound again, followed by another plump. You look at your friends. Could that be her, you wonder? Mina shakes her head. I doubt it. We heard the noise from that direction over there. And just seconds before, we saw Rose at this tombstone. She can't be in two places at once. Maybe it's a special zombie power to be in two places at once, Elton offers. I'm not digging Elton. Where are you on Elton? Well, he's, a bit, he's, a, he's, a, he's a bit sort of quick with the wick. Sometimes just people speak to fill the silence, but what they're saying isn't mm -hmm. really needed or helpful. Why don't mm -hmm. we go back to my house and look up zombie powers on the internet? Mina ignores Elton. If you want to continue looking for Rose, I'm all in. But it would be interesting to find out what's making that scraping sound. Your core, she's your lost pen pal. So we we basically given the exact same decision decision as we were a second ago. If you want to investigate mm -hmm. the noise, you can go to X page, or if you decide to continue to look for Rose, go to this page. Sometimes I feel like the book is hinting, no? Like when you've made yeah. when you've made a decision and the next decision same. is the same decision. Same decision. Yeah. Okay. What well, what but the, I'm here to look for Rose. Mm -hmm. That's my main my main motivation in in why I'm here. So I'm going to continue yeah. to look for Rose. I don't give a monkey's about this scraping sound. Mm. I'm here to save a girl that I possibly know. Rose or Sap, you want the want the romance today, huh? Mm. Maybe I can just sort of fabricate some stuff for you. I'm not no, sure no, no, these no. teens have don't the right for <laughs> romance. This sort of we're sort of goosebumpsing it, looking for Stranger Things level, maybe. Rose yeah. or Sam, if that's who she really is, can't have gone very far, you say. You scan the hillside of tombstones, but it's too dark to see much. She could be hiding behind any one of them. There's another flash of lightning. It's followed in less than a second by a thunderous boom. That one was less than a mile away, Mina says. Hey, look, you say, pounding on a folded up paper on the ground in front of the Desjardins tombstone. It's a printout of a train schedule. It's the last train from Boston to Pointy Hill. Mina and Elton look over your shoulder. And by my watch, it gets here in less than 15 minutes, Mina says. The paper is barely wet. Rose must have dropped it. And my bet is that she's left to meet the train. 10 minutes later, the three of you enter the Pointy Hill train station. But Rose isn't inside. I think I saw her on the way in, Elton says. She looked like she was hiding. Hiding where, you ask? Elton leads you back outside. He points across the street to the bandstand in the middle of the village groom. It's Rose, or Sam, or whatever she is, he whispers, in the gazebo. You can hear the train approach. Why isn't she inside where it's warm and dry, Mina wonders. The train comes to a stop. You can hear people getting off. Every time the moon appears through the clouds, you can make out the shadow of Sam, Rose, waiting. She doesn't move an inch. A few business types emerge from the station, get into the cars, heading home to supper. The train whistle blows and the conductor calls, all aboard, before the train rumbles on. Finally, when everything is quiet, a strange-looking man appears. Oof. The man is tall and very thin, skeletal almost. Even in the poor light, you notice his deep-set eyes. He scans the, bubolic, the bucolic scene of downtown Pointy Hill, barely giving you and your friends a glance. Then he steps off the station porch and into the street towards the tower grim. He sniffs the air. The tall man lets out a strange low bark. On cue, Rose timidly makes her way out of the shadows and comes forward. As she nears, the man begins speaking to Rose in a strange language. 
There are words of English mixed in with French words and other words that have come from a language you have never heard of in your life. I'm sort of picturing you talking like one of the minions. Yeah. It's like a description <laughs> of the minions. Oh, but angry. He sounds angry. Can you do an angry minion? I guess it's just too angry. He sounds angry. He points at the paper, tapping it furiously. Then he says some words you understand. 320 Meadow Way. Mina and Elton both look at you in surprise. That's your address. Toby, how brave, how brave are you and the kids feeling? You Very. can step forward and ask the man what he wants at 32 Meadow Way, or you can stay quiet and see what they do next. Observe quietly or intervene. Um... Oh gosh! Yeah, that—he that, is a scary-looking guy. <laughs> yeah. How old am I? I'm like like fifteen. Yeah, wow. I mean, by the language of these kids, you're younger than that, I would say. Okay, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna well, say I've, I've just spent, spent my, I've just stomped into a graveyard and yeah, you've come through the, the graveyard. Yeah, so I'm mm. gonna step up and go, yo, dude. What's what, the what, dillio, yo? Place? Yeah, but mm. that's my place. Wait, you cry, stepping out of the shadows to approach. Rose and the tall, strange man. Three, two, zero, Meadow Way is my house. That's where I live. Rose, who is already pale, goes even paler. The man sizes you up. So you are the pen pal of Samosa de Jardine, he demands. Yes, I am, you reply. You turn to Rose. How do you know that? Are you? Yes, I am Sam. I used to be known as Samosa, Samosa. And you were my pen pal, she says shyly. She looks at her feet like she does not know what to say next. Both Mina and Elton gasp. Why do you call yourself Rose Lafontaine, you ask. And who are you, you ask the man. Call me Mr. Samady, he replies. I am here on important business. You need to take my friend to your house to be safe while I take care of the luggage and other matters. I don't get it, you say. What other matters? Why does Sam, who does Sam need to be safe from? Just do as I say, the man says. He picks up his small suitcase and begins to walk away. Where are you going? You cry. I'm staying at the Old Mill Inn. You can reach me there if you spy any trouble. He answers. Now, please take little Sam to 320 Meadow Way. Why does the name Mr. Samity ring a bell? The whole situation is totally weird. A cab pulls up. A tall man named, the tall man named Samity gets out gets in and says stay out of trouble you hear i'll keep in touch the cab pulls away heading down chestnut street in the direction of the old mill inn do you take sam to your house or do you follow mr samadhi to the old mill inn sam is coming back to my abode we're going to continue our horror film afternoon no 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 noise you watch mr samadhi drive off and you turn to sam and your old friends it's getting late i guess we should probably take a cab you say Good idea. I, I Did you ever get cabs when you were young? No, couldn't afford them. I didn't even get cabs when I was like, a, like I don't know, my 30s? I, I don't very get rarely cabs get cabs. <laughs> <laughs> Ubers, no. Cabs, nope. Mm. Walk, yep, if I have to. You watch somebody drive off, and didn't they all have bikes? This is going to cost them a fortune for this young age. They all ditched mm -hmm. their bikes. Yeah, yeah. Good point. 
it's getting late. I guess we should probably take a cab, you say. Good idea, Mina and Elton agree. We should all be getting home. You can drop us off on the way. That's a double, triple stop. Who's got the money for that? <laughs> you have never taken a cab ride in Pointy Hill in your life, but you feel this is the right thing to do. As if by magic, the headlights of an automobile sweep the train platform. A taxi cab pulls up next to you where you stand with Samosa, Mina and Elton. That's weird, you say. You want a cab and one appears. The cab is almost sinister looking. It's purple with yellow lightning bolts on the doors. Green pom-pom fringe hangs from the ceilings. You even wonder if it's safe. But you do need a cab. And there aren't exactly plentiful in Pointy Hill at night. Need a ride? The cab driver asks, leaning out of the window. I think I'm going to try and give this guy a character. I think we okay. know he's going to be questionable, if not totally shifty. <clears throat> well... Need a ride? The driver says, leaning out the window. <laughs> you notice several strands of beads hanging from the rear view mirror, as well as the strange assortment of what looks like chicken bones on a string. The cab looks like no other you have seen. You notice that Sam seems wary too. You decide to take this cab. Okay, for a quick ride home. Turn to page 79. If you decide the cab is too creepy and off to call another one, turn to page 104. But Sam seems unsettled. Not Rose. What's Rose doing? I want to know no, what Rose you, is up to. The cab seems like no other you have seen. You notice Sam is wary yeah. too. So ev everyone's wary. Um, okay. I think my Need voice. A ride. Yeah, I, I mean, me I'm going to go ahead. I do wonder if, like, we've, this book is a bit insensitive to sort of uh, Haitian voodoo culturalnessness. Mm. Mm. I'm going to say. Yes, I'll take this cab. Oh! If you decide to take this cab for a quick ride home... It's, 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 you well, know, I, it's commonplace in, yeah. in some... I look forward say, to doing the voice, and the only way we can do the voice is if we stick with this cab driver, more importantly. Mm. I didn't. I tried to normally go with a young voice with the kids, but... We, I've Cut skipped on this one. You say goodnight to Mina and Elton, who decide they'd rather walk and climb into the purple cab. As soon as the door is shut, you can tell this is one of the modern ones, huh? This is post-Katrina, like the mm -hmm. earlier ones we did mm -hmm. were like 80s ones. I don't know, there was a very strong Stranger mm -hmm. Danger vibe to the earlier ones. Yeah. Now it's get get in the cab. You say goodnight to Mina and Elton, you decide they'd rather walk and climb into the purple cab. As soon as the door is shut, the driver pulls away. Don't you want my address, you ask? It's 320 Meadow Drive, right? The driver replies. Yes, you say. That's odd. Even though most people in Pointy Hill know each other, you've never seen this driver before. Sam has a frightened look on her face. What is it, you whisper? Nothing, she says. Only in one of my dreams, there is a taxi, and her voice trails off. It's nothing, she says. You are surprised at how pale she looks. The cab turns into Sunny Way, and you notice a man standing outside holding a nail gun. He walked stiffly, bumping into things. For a minute, you could swear it's your former woodshop teacher, Mr. Angel, but he died in a terrible saw accident a few years ago. Couldn't be Mr. Angel. Weird. I need your help, <clears throat> Sam suddenly says. Sure, you reply. What is it? I'm less alive than I used to be, Sam whispers. She looks furiously at the driver. And he has started listening to music and ignores you. My skin has grown pale. I feel cold all the time. The warmth has left, my, has left my hand. I tell you, I'm a walking husk. 
This kind of talk begins to disturb you. Maybe Sam has some medical problems that cannot be treated, or maybe she's dying. You sound kind of down, you say, but I'll help if I can. Yes, I am down, Sam agrees. What I am about to tell you, I fear, is unbelievable. Please don't laugh. Hang on, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> We've gone Sam... back to plausibility. We started off by, yo, that dude we don't know is a zombie. Let's follow her to the grave. Oh, that was, what was her, that, her name was Rose, wasn't it? Yeah, but she's like Rose reborn from Sam. Oh, so Sam and Rose were the same people. Yes, you. Yes. Right. Yeah, I, I, I knew that there was there were two people that one person had name changed, but I thought Sam was. I'd gotten confused. I thought Sam, Sam was the friend that went with us. No, that's that's Mina and Elton. Ah, so it's just me and the zombie in the back of a taxi. That's a voodoo driver. I guess so. Yeah, oh, I, I, I don't know if my okay, voice right, is adding yeah, bias I, to it. I think I've made a mistake. Oh. <laughs> yes, let's go ahead. <laughs> mm. Okay, so Sam is now about to reveal that she may be. I have lost my soul, Sam says. What do you mean your soul? The life essence in me, Sam says. Mary Brown is an evil woman. She took my soul, my identity, for her very own personal behavior, uh, power. She is an evil bokor, bokor. She's an evil voodoo lady. As long as she has my soul trapped, she can control me. I've got to find it and get it back. This is why I need your help. I must be dense or something, you say. Mary Brown, the gym teacher, stole your soul? What's a bakor? A bokor? We know what a bokor is. Jeez, it was in the letter at the beginning. Like, there was like four pages of exposition and he's asking what a bakor is. It's a, it's a voodoo lady. Jeez. It's, it's a dusted donut. <laughs> I mean, it's not exactly it at a thousand pages. It's 123 pages. Come on, character get with it the taxi crosses over a cobblestone bridge into cemetery lane the road is bumpy and am i on the right page yes mm -hmm. and you hear the river sticks rushing under the bridge the driver has the radio turned up to a song by outcast it's so loud it shakes the hula bobble doll on the dash you look around out the window wait a minute this isn't the way to meadow road you say the driver turns off the cracked pavement onto the rest area Man you'll want to meet will be here in a few minutes, he says. We don't want to meet anyone, especially not here, you reply. What's going on? I'm just the driver, the cabbie says. I was paid to haul you across the river. Didn't ask for details. Don't want them now. The good news is the ride has been paid for, tip included. Who are you? Sam says. Like I said, I am your driver. If you need a name, call me Bobby. Bobby Charon. I think I've misplaced this accent. I think I've misplaced this voice. Samosa leans over, whispers in your ear, we must get away now, she says. This is a very serious matter. Mary Brown is very powerful. You don't understand what's going on and you feel Sam's right. You have to make a choice, maybe a life or death choice. Ooh, foreshadowing, Toby. Mm. If you and Samosa, well, stick to a name. What, this is like... There is a lot of name changing for this character. They've called her Sam, Sam stroke Rose, Samosa, Rose. Okay. If you and Samosa slip from the cab into the stand of maples behind Ponty Hill Cemetery, turn to page 84. If you stay in the cab to meet the stranger, hit page 119. Toby, we've been told these kids aren't the smartest. 
he still doesn't know what's going on despite pure explanation at this stage that it's life or death what's, what's your thinking Tope? she what? went to meet somebody she's not happy I think we should head back into the cemetery and cross through the cemetery and hopefully come out the other side where my house is that's specific by I don't... the scratching sound. so the huh so you want to By run away? Mm. Okay. If you and Samosa slip from the cab into the sound of, into the stand of maples behind Ponty Hill Cemetery, turn to page eighty-four. I do think you've made the right decision, but I also have seen enough horror movies to know running into the woods, ah, it's the Ooh, lesser cemetery. of two evils, but it's mm. still not a good choice. You open the back door of the cab and scurry into the stand of silver maples nearby. Bobby Sharon is drumming on his steering wheel to the beat of the music and doesn't hear you. Okay, tell me what's going on, Sam, you whisper as soon as you're out of the earshot. The honest truth? It sounds crazy, but I think I'm a zombie, Sam answers. Come on, they're just in books and movies, you say. Maybe in your culture, but in my culture, they exist. I feel I may be one. A very powerful bokor has messed with my soul. I feel it's been stolen, Sam says flatly. You don't understand this Bokor stuff, you say. A Bokor practices the dark magic. Some people call it voodoo, Sam says. A Bokor uses powers made from dry plants and animals in their rituals. A concoction used on me contained the skin of a toad from Haiti. Someone sprinkled you with it and stole your soul meanwhile, you ask. It's more complex than that. My flesh was opened and the skin scraped so that the powders would work. Candles were burned and songs sung. The Bokor said it would cure me of my fear of dying. It did much more than that, Sam says. Wait, was this what you wrote about in your last pen pound letter? Your Mormor taking you to a Bokor just before Katrina, you cry? Suddenly, or all slips into place. A oh. penny finally drops. Mm. Before Sam can answer, you hear voices coming from the direction of the camp. Bobby Charon is talking to a woman. You cannot make out the word. She sounds angry and the voice sounds familiar. Staying low, you creep forward. The moon is bright. The moon is full, bright and cast a pool of light over the cab. Charon is holding up his hands and sh shrugging his shoulders. The woman's back is turned so you cannot see her face, but her shape you would recognize anyway. It's Mad Mary, our gym teacher. What is she doing here? You whisper to Sam. This is a choice. This is a light on choice one, no? Yeah, this is very much a. She's the Bakor, Sam says. She fills eyes with her eyes fill with tears. Our gym teacher is a voodoo priestess, you ask. Not only that, when Mormor disappeared, dying during the floods, Mary took me away. She tells people she adopted me, but it's a lie. Sam adds, a gust of wind shakes the trees and a cloud slips over the moon as Bobby Chiron gets back in the cab. Is that what Mr. Samadhi is here for? To try and help you, you ask. She nods fervently. This is going to be a showdown. Yeah, we'll, I'll see that when we get there. The magic mm. is very strong, stronger than Mad Mary's, I hope. You hope? Jeez. Mary Brown turns and faces the stand of maple trees where you hide. She peers into the woods and you crouch even lower. After staring in your direction for several seconds, Mary Brown touches a strange incantation. Sounds like the language used by Sam and Mr. Samadhi at the station. You don't understand a word of it. Then Mad Mary gets into the cab and drives away. You watch as Bobby Sharon ferries her back across the river. We need to get you to my house so you're safe, you say, turning to your friend. Sam has fallen into some kind of trance. 
Bonoko, 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 she chants. Suddenly she leaps up and begins to run after the cab. Sam, stop, you cry, scrambling after her. You hope Bobby Trom doesn't look in his rearview mirror. I uh, I actually watched Weekend at Bernie's the other day. Oh, yeah. Never quite as punchy as you remember, but I do love it. But then I'm obviously reminded of the sequel, if you can imagine that there was a sequel to Ikaro, A Weekend at Bernie's, where they sort of give him a voodoo ritual, and he sort of, his body gets up and dances towards the gold. That's what I'm picturing here. It's quite comical. <laughs> if you decide you have to run after Sam and follow the cap that contains Mad Mary, turn to page 88. If you decide that you have to do whatever it takes to stop Sam from following the Bacor and get some help, run to page, turn to page 95. Okay, so. Page 95. We're going to go for help. We're, we're going to help Sam. Oh, you, want to, you, want run, not... you want to run after Sam? It's basically yeah, ditch her stop... for help or, or go for her. Oh, Christ. Um, no, we're going to go for her. All right. So we're going to stop her from going after the mm-hmm. taxi cab. Follow her. Keep her in our peripherals. You jump up and follow Sam, who is running frantically after the cab with Mad Mary, but neither of you can run as fast as a car. When you reach the other side of the bridge, the taxi is gone. Sam stares into the dark night, tears rolling down her cheeks. Are you sure you want to go after Mad Mary, you ask? Sam shakes her head. I do not want to go after her, but that's the problem of being a zombie. I have no choice. The Bakor controls me. She placed a spell back there. I have to follow her. You know where she went? Can you feel that too, you ask? You peer into the night. Sam pauses but shakes her head. I cannot tell. We must start looking, she says. Well, Bobby Chiron has a cab, and there's only one cab company in Ponty Hill. You say, let's start there. You walk back into town and locate the rundown taxi experience taxi company. The dispatcher is asleep at his desk. A loud cough does not wake him up, so you give him a shake. Mr. Hogg, wake up. Wake up. We've got pages to go here. I'm not, I'm not loving the lack of choices in this one. Mr. Hogg snorts awake in the middle of his snort intake. Whoa, the money is in my sock drawer, dear. Wake up, Mr. Hogg, you repeat. <laughs> Jumping to his feet, Mr. Hogg, as if blind, calls out, who is it? Who's there? It's me, Mr. Hogg, you say, and my friend Sam. What do you want, Mr. Hogg says. It's late and you need a taxi. No, we're looking for one of your drivers. You say his name is Bobby Chiron. No driver by that name, Mr. Hogg announces. He holds a clipboard in his hand. Do you have a cab number? No, you say then I can't help you. You should check out back if you'd like, he answers. As you leave the building, you spot a dark taxi parked near the fence. That's it, Sam says. Look at the bumper sticker. Aside from the wild paint job, you notice that Bobby's cab has a sticker that says, zombies are people too, but has crossed out the line that says are and written were, as in zombies were people too. What? Yeah. I'm feeling some filler in this book, I'm not going to lie. You peek inside, the cab is empty. There's a small sound. A mouse squeak startles you. A mouse standing on its hind legs in the driver's seat. Oh my, Sam says. Mary was very mad. She turned Bobby Tron into a mouse. That couldn't be, Bobby, you say. But the way the mouse looks at you and shakes its tiny little paw in your direction makes you wonder if you were wrong. How did she do it? Sam picks up the mouse and shrugs. Another Bacor power, shape-shifting. Poor Bobby will take care of you. I t- did Bobby become, like, I guess he just turned out to be a cab driver who was paid to do a job. Yeah, yeah, he's just yes. a, a, but then some he's... funky New Orleans food 
shifty though he's not on the payroll of the cab guys so he's just driving around picking up kids i don't know this feels like spirited away he's now a mouse though so yeah he doesn't love a mouse a bit unfortunate ow you cry bobby Turon, the mouse just bit me sam's eyes are wide are you sure that's not good as soon as sam says this you feel a strange tingling over why you ask what can happen hold up what's he doing the mouse was on the seat of the car. He wasn't. They never so you, opened the doors. Go, yeah, but you go to pick it up to take it with you. Oh. You hear a crow call overhead. Strange, you think, to hear a crow call so late at night. The Beatles song "Blackbird" begins firing through your head. You turn to ask Sam if she knows the song, but Sam is gone. There's a big black dog standing in her place. Someone picks you up and puts you in a tight, dark space. You are quite comfortable and have. You are quite uncomfortable and have trouble breathing. Where are you anyway? Where's Sam? Finally, you come to stop. Someone scoops you out and puts you in the ground. Where, where you in someone's pocket? You breathe very deeply. The smell is minty and strong. The night air is dense with sound. You look around. Soon, the milkweed pods will burst, sending out beautiful white threads, and the leaves are already turning orange, red, and yellow. Life here on the riverbank could not be more beautiful. Insects are abundant even as the winter grows close. At night you fall asleep to the sound of the river turning the rocks in their bed. Standing on the lily pad you puff out your chest, look up at the moon and croak out a song. Froggy went a-courting and he did ride. Took Mrs Mousie out by his side. Could you please shut up, Bobby Charton the mouse says. Just shut up. The end. Toby, did I miss something here? I think I just got turned into a frog. Yeah, I think the mouse biting you turns you into a frog and you live out your days happily ever after-ish on the riverbank with Bobby Chilton, the cab driver. We do not know what happened to Sam. Oh my days. I guess he just kept on zombieing. Absolute travesty. No, I, are we abandoning the, the the choose your owns? I feel like that's like the third one we've not in. We can't quite get on board. We that think... was I'm not. I, I, that wasn't really a choose your own adventure. That was very much a choose what page you want to turn to occasionally, every so often. Mm. But most of the time, it was a non linear, a linear narrative. I honestly <laughs> don't feel like I had many choices to survive. So I think these are the paths you can sort of take yes. and how far you get between there being abrupt ending. I think we got close to the end. Which, it looks like yeah, there's we only... Did, we did make quite a few choices. Going off the back of the thing, there's only Not one happy ending by the looks of it. There's right. one correct okay. ending. Okay, well, let's let's go back to a bit uh where did we get where did we like what was our last know. choice I, I need to sort of start all the way there's the scraping noise we could have followed that seems like a diversion no. thing uh i want to get back to we were in the forest and we had the option let's go back to the forest hopefully we've got past the sort of the groundwork as it were. yeah just go back to the forest and choose to let her to not follow the cab because that's where it went wrong uh, but can 17. I just say that was an awful, awful. I still don't think it's beaten the cheese dream. 
I don't think um, it was a dream all along. That seemed the most cheese, cheese-induced nightmare. That was hilarious. God Almighty, I'm all the back of being. Uh, you know those 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 those, those like proverbs or whatever they are that if you have I don't know if it's a proverb but if you stick monkeys in a room with a computer oh the shape the complete Shakespeare enough yeah they they eventually produce Shakespeare I can that's mm. how they came <laughs> that process produced these books at times it does feel a bit fillery I'm not gonna lie it's quite light mm. on adventure it's yeah, just t- t- turn left or right to the same avail. Remember the Yeti one, mm-hmm. and we and one of them yeah. was like, "We're in a rainforest and being eaten by a tiger from from like the foot of a mountain or something." And the Yetis had cannons. This one feels like it's going to take us to the dark, scary wood or the dark, scary, scary cemetery next to the wood. Mm-hmm. Right. So where are we now? I'm I'm trying to catch up. I didn't bookmark anything, so I'm sort of flicking through super quick in all our past choices. So here was one. If you and Samosa slip from the cab into the, the, is that the one you wanted? Yeah. Do, do we stay no, in the so cab we, 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 stranger? No, we went. We went into the forest. Uh huh. Okay, eighty-four. Let me. Get and it's there. the one after the forest. Just the next choice after this one. Oh, so you wanna, you wanna go for help? Yes. Okay, so this is yeah all the way back when Sam ran off after the cab. We are now gonna yeah. go for help on page ninety-five. Oh, we're going to go to the old mill and say, and oh, ask that guy there. You run after Sam. Wait a minute, wait a minute. If you decide you have to run after Sam and follow the cab that contains Mad Mary, turn to page 88. Okay, here we go. It just felt like we were on the same page, like the same decision takes us to the same place. My mistake. You run after Sam, finally catching up to her on the far side of the bridge. The taxi has disappeared from sight. Large tears roll down Sam's cheeks. Sam, you say, I'm not entirely sure what's going on, but one thing I do know is that you have to stay away from Mad Mary. Mr. Samuelie told uh, me to keep you safe, safe, so we're going to go to Mina's house. She lives mm-hmm. real close. We'll figure everything out when we get there. Sam nods, but reluctantly. Here we go. Safety in numbers, kids. Learn from yes. the morals of zombie pen pal. You take a <laughs> shortcut through the cemetery to Mina's house, but when you get there, all the lights are out. What are we going to do, Sam asks. Follow me, you reply. I know a secret way in through the screen porch. You follow a ribbon of moonlight to the back. On the porch, you find a secret panel. Release the slide, push it down. The door swings open like magic, you say. Inside a small portion of the room is disguised to be a bookcase, but when you push a hidden latch, it swings open to reveal Mina's room. Jesus. What's going on, Mina asks, wearing her pajamas. Ooh. Just, he just barged in there, no knocking. Yeah, hang on, let's we just say that getting to her house involves going through secret passageways and her bedroom is locked behind a bookcase. Yeah, I don't, I'm all for a secret nook hidden by a bookcase. I don't know if that's feasible being a bedroom. You know, sometimes you're in and no. out all the time. It's yeah. just, it's just not too many helpful sometimes. Yeah. Uh, what's going on? Mina wears her pajamas and shines a flashlight at you. We need to hide out for a while, you whisper. It's serious. Mad Mary, the gym teacher, has stolen Sam's soul. She pretends to be a gym teacher, but she's really a bakor, a voodoo priestess, Sam adds tearfully. So you really are a zombie? Wow, Mina says. And you quickly tell Mina the highlights of Sam's story. That's terrible, Mina says. Yes, it's no fun <clears throat> being one of the undead, 
Sam agrees as she flops into a chair. Can you turn us into zombies? Is there a slight edge of fear in Mina's voice? I think I can, Sam says. If I bite you, the zombie poison in my system might change you. I'm not sure. But you wouldn't bite us, right? Mina says. Oh, no, Sam says. No, no, no. Unless. Unless, Mina says. <laughs> Mad Mary made me, Sam says. When I sleep, she has control. She can order me to do anything, which is why I must get my soul back. Where does she keep it, Mina asks. Your soul, I mean. With a lot of others, Sam replies. In a plaid thermos that she hides. But once you find it, how do you put it back, you ask. That's why Wonder Samadhi is here, Sam answers. He will know what to do. There's a faint rustling outside, like the wings of a bird taking flight. Mina gestures to be quiet. There are people whispering outside. Sam's eyes grow round and her hands shake uncontrollably. I'm afraid it's Bokor Brown. Someone else is with her, Mina says. The little man, Sam says. He he was with her in New Orleans. The little man with the big glasses. She called him Professor Gaga. Gaga, Mina explains. But Sam's shaking becomes violent. In her eyes, her eyes roll to her head. Her legs stiffen. She moves in a slow trance around the room. She chants. It sounds like she's speaking in tongues, Mina says. We need to get her to a hospital. Wait, you say. There's another sound outside coming from a car. The car of a sound coming to a stop. A light flashes on the window curtains. Someone gets out. And next you hear some scuffling. If you try and get Sam to the doctor by sneaking out the secret passage, turn to page 100. If you decide to go outside and see what the noise is, turn to page 122. Um... They're not the edgiest decisions. I'm going to stop bashing no. on them because I think that's we, that's just what the series is. It's for a very yeah. young audience age. Yeah. This is like the third but time it's... So I'm like, I'm trying to use my knowledge of the previous threads of mm. the Bogana, 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 didn't end well. That's true. And there's been a scuffle. So we've had people turn up mm. that have produced this Bacona, Bacona, Bacona and Sam. So I'm going to assume that going outside is the right thread to go. Let's investigate what's going outside. Let's investigate. Let's go than... to the action. Yeah. Yeah. Bookmark this page, because I think we're about oh. to die. Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. Ooh, we're, at the, ooh, we're at the very back of the book, page one, uh, option, page one, two, two. The sound of scuffling outside gets louder. We'd better take a look, Amina, before they wake up the neighborhood, you say. I don't know. I say wake up the neighborhood. I think they've got the wrong thing there. Mm -hmm. Sam, stay here, okay? We'll be right back. Sam continues her strange chant as you slip out the door. Mina's parents have woken up from the sound and they are tying their bathrobes on as they descend the stairs. The four of you rush outside in time to see an astonishing light. The strange tall man from the train station, Sam's friend, Mr. Samady, is body wrestling your gym teacher, Mary Brown, and shouting, you let that poor girl's soul go, or it's the doghouse for you. You notice your science teacher, Ralph Samuels, aka Professor Gaga, jumping up and down saying, please stop, please stop at once. Mina's dad turns to you and says, Mina, are these folks your friends? Before Mina can answer her dad's question, a police siren approaches. Mad Mary and Mr. Samadhi stop wrestling long enough for some neighbours to jump on them and slip them up. The police arrest everyone 
and cart them down to the station, or the Hosgol, as Mina Dad calls it. The Hosgol? Never heard that expression. The next morning, the police have the answers to everything except the astounding transformation of Mary Brown into a black Labrador retriever inside her jail cell in front of their very eyes. It seems Wanda Samadhi is a powerful bocor indeed. The end. Right. I'm not sure that this is the A material for the Choose Your Own Adventure. What on earth happened there? Yes, it's a happy... So we've just left... It's not really, because we've just left Sam going... Do you think there was a deadline? Like, these kind of books... I imagine the author gets paid a flat sum. There's no royalties. Like no. I was listening to an author talk about their experiences writing like a Star Wars novel, and it's like a commission yeah. work, so you get off a one-off payment. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe he took the money before he wrote mm. the book, and then mm. there was a bit of a oh, crap. There's a deadline coming up. How many? End I've written an ending. You guys keep asking for more, and they say, "Oh no, we need more endings." Okay, here's two endings. Leave me alone. Like, no, no, no. We need 16 endings. And you thought, oh, crap. I'm going on a holiday tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Got on got on a WhatsApp group with some friends and said, yo, everyone give me one ending. i got to knock this out within an hour. Mm-hmm. No shade. No shade to Ken McCrop. So we've McCarty. had a, lab a Labrador, a frog, a crow transformation yeah, there's, there's a lot so far. animals. What if we, okay, so what if we the... sneak out the back door and run away with Sam? Yeah, yeah, let's do that one next. All right, I think we're coming close to the end of the episode, listener. I hope you've enjoyed something. <laughs> we have to get Sam help, you say. Right, Mina agrees. You go out the secret way. I'll stay here and try to distract whoever's outside. Okay, so I guess the book door was an extra secret entrance. Mm. Like there's a front door and a back door. Be careful, you warn your friend. You grab a coat to throw over Sam, hoping to calm her down. When you turn around, Sam has changed. She's heading for you, her arms outstretched, her lips drawn back from her teeth. Her eyes look empty, like two white globes. I think we're in trouble, you say, just before Sam reaches you. Ouch, you cry. You bit me. <laughs> Sam slumps to the floor, mm. releasing her teeth from your left arm. That really hurt, you say, checking the wound. I went Austin Powers there with the shoe. <laughs> honestly, honestly, who bites an arm? Oh, go on, Ow, that hurt. Stop it. Mina then looks at your bite. Are you okay? I feel okay, I say. Runes, Sam murmurs. <laughs> Just then, there is a loud knock on the front door. You both need a doctor now, Mina says. Use the back. I'll get the front door before they wake my parents. She grabs her robe and leaves. You haul Sam into your arms, open the sliding panel, and slip out into the night. Sam feels very heavy. A squeaking comes from Sam's pocket. What on earth is that? You walk up Mina Street in the direction of the Pointy Hill Hospital. It's been quite the adventure. Hmm, has it? Has it been quite the adventure? Yeah. Meeting your old pen pal, finding out she's a zombie, and then being bitten. At the end of the street, you decide to take a shortcut through Hackett's orchards so you can reach the emergency room sooner. You notice that Sam is much lighter. In fact, she weighs no more than a book. Checking your arm again, you notice the bite has healed. 
That's impossible. She only bit me ten minutes ago. All the excitement has made you a little hungry. Funny. All I crave is plate of brains. You decide to stop so the two of you can take a little rest. You look at Sam. She's awake now, smiling at you. I could use a bite to eat, you announce. Yes, you're one of us now, you know, she says. One of the living dead. I'm still hungry, you reply. For brains? Sam asks. Yeah, I've never had them before, but all of a sudden, they sound very delicious, she wants. Let's head over to Elton's house. He lives very near. <laughs> Sam's laughter frightens the birds. They flush into the night sky outlined by the enormous moon. We'll never be the same again, you say. Isn't it lovely to think so? Sam replies. The end. I got to admit, I like that ending. That was a good ending. That's yeah. the best ending. And, and Elton got, got it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that was the book he did, the ending he did. I think that's that's one of the endings he was happy it's to quite do. quite a dark ending. Mm. A nice sort of sarcastic twist. Mm-hmm. We're happier off in Zombieland. I'm happy to end it there, Toby. Yeah. Have I had fun with you on this episode? (laughs) Yes, I have. I'm worrying. I've got four more of these, and I am worrying the Choose Your Own Adventure is worrying thin on us. Um, (laughs) For these particular episodes, I have some sort of adult ones, but they're going to be a bit trickier because then it's even longer passages. The problem with this one was just long passages to read. Not the problem with the problem with podcasting it is long passages. We'll see what comes of it. Maybe I've got some Ian Livingston ones we can let's, split. Let's we can do, just let's do it. That's it. Split them. So we'll just do whatever we can in an hour, mm-hmm. and we'll do it in like two or three parts. And you'll have some dice yeah. to roll and some dungeon. Yeah. I did pick up an adult choose your own adventure. I don't think we can podcast it this because it's chapters of text. But I might read it and then I'll, I'll send it your way, mm-hmm. and we can have a fun episode. Toby, yeah. this is the closest we can get to a Christmas episode. Probably should have been our Halloween episode, but A, mm. we're not doing great with putting out material these days. B, we're not doing great <laughs> with putting the material together. Hey, listeners, I hope it's been a good year for you. And yes. I hope you have a great Christmas and a fun little New Year. Yes, uh, indeed. You know, um, in the spirit of the podcast, Toby's a very positive guy. He likes to like and enjoy things. Much to my frustration, Toby, slag off a book once in a while. It's good to get it out. We'll deal with that I, when it I, comes. I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy to slag off this book. That was diabolical. <laughs> that is quite possibly the worst per- choose-your-own-adventure I've ever, mm. ever, ever, ever had to choose in whatsoever. It that was is, a this the floor of having nothing. two 40-somethings read a book aimed at... I don't know, eight-year-olds, 12-year-olds? No, no, I think even an eight-year-old would be bored with that book. Okay. I mean, I won't pick up any more chooses, and once we're through, the next four we have, which will take a year or two, we'll then decide <laughs> it's 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 us. It's not the book. It's us. It's not yeah. the material. It's the reader. I hope you had fun, listener. Yeah, Follow Toby's do. advice, oh, not mine. Enjoy. Live to enjoy enjoy mm-hmm. enjoying things forget us if you enjoy these books enjoy them that's this this greatness yes. yeah let us know if you have enjoyed them the which one of the of the ones we've done so far have you enjoyed doing of the podcast or these choose your owns no, of, of the choose your owns i like the first two i think the yeti one yeah. i guess it was an early one so i guess mm. i thought it was going to be more i the shangri-la offering although now i enjoy it on reflection 
I thought it was going to be more danger adventure. Mm-hmm. Not yeah, spiritual enlightenment. It's like reading a choose your own Paolo Coelho's The Alchemist. <laughs> so I, it's yeah. just hard to imagine what a 12 year old would have thought of this. If you're 12 and you've listened to this episode, uh, let us know what your thoughts were mm-hmm. coming from your yeah, I, I really, I, I enjoyed the Shangri-La one, Yeti one, and the, the Wild Western. West. Yeah, yeah the Wild West one was more the fun enjoyable. adventure, I was hoping. Yeah, those two were good. The, what was the other one? It was this zombie pest those now, two. and then... Mm-hmm. Oh, was it? Did we do one with ants? No, we mentioned... No, we? I have an ant one. Maybe we do that with when Ant-Man comes out. Toby, always a pleasure. Listener, always. I hope it's been your pleasure. Yeah. Support Join us next year for many more. Yeah. And yes, support those. And have a great day. Thank you very much. Uh, I should have done a Bye. zombie. I should do it in a zombie thing. I hope you like the store and have a great break. Hey, we're going to wrap it up around there. I want to thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed. Join us again next episode and until then, spoil your local bookstores and have a great day. Bye.